powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code at the bottom of the screen. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Good evening, Oilers fans. Welcome back to Game Over Edmonton. Seems like I was doing this a little bit earlier today, but that's all right. We're still live coming at you after this Jets-Oilers game. And it's just a beautiful 6-3 drubbing by the Edmonton Oilers. Starting off, I mean, this this is what happens when you buy at the deadline, right? You look at a Jets team where they made a couple of minor trades. I think they got some good value out of especially the Nito Nino Rider trade. But at the same time, the Oilers made big moves. Matthias Ekholm. Nick Bugstad didn't even play this game yet. I'm waiting for this team to absolutely pop off. And so far, the two games that Ekholm has played in, he's looked fantastic. Honestly, this defensive core was the issue. We knew going into it, Edmonton had problems keeping the the puck out of their own end. And by God, somehow adding one Swedish Viking has completely changed this Oilers team. You can see it very clearly, like in the beginning of the game, they were just able to get sticks into lanes, deny zone entries. It's a beautiful way to play the game, and it really limited the Winnipeg's Jets' chances. Let, let's be honest, the Jets weren't always a firepower. You know, they, they didn't have that huge amount of scoring talent. They relied on winning one or two goal games and Connor Hellebuck playing like a superhuman. Uh, good to see some, good to see some names back again. MGD wise, Kyle, you're right. I am doing this one alone today. Last minute. Seems like, uh, Zach and Avery were able to connect over at the Oilers game tonight. They both took in the game, uh, live at Rogers place. Didn't get an invite. Little old me. I have to carry the show myself. <laughs> and if you didn't know, we did do a full two hour game over trade deadline earlier today uh, you can catch it on youtube your favorite podcast provider of choice it was super fun we had hosts from all seven canadian markets plugging in uh hosted by audie james did a fantastic job produced by the wonderful robert malloy uh just a fantastic event If you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, go check it out. We had segments for each and every one of our markets. It was fantastic. Uh, Avery was with there with me for the Edmonton segment. Uh, We had some fun dicing each other up, uh, especially when Audie had to essentially host with just the two of us. There's nothing, nothing like it. The Oilers are a legitimate buyer and this trade deadline, I think we got to give Ken Holland props. Uh, Kenny Money, he he made some fantastic decisions on who to bring in. A lot of us wanted Carlson. That was a little far-fetched, of course. Chikrin would have been a good alternative. Heavy on the puck moving. Maybe not so much on the physicality. 
But Matthias Ekholm, couple more years on his contract, looks fantastic, big, physical Swedish Viking, and can still make a good pass out of the zone, carry it out of the zone, pinch in deep, make offensive chances. And let's talk about that Ken Holland math. The 4% retention on Matthias Ekholm, one of the few multi-year retentions that this league has seen, it gave him just enough money for Nick Bukestad. Just enough at a 50% retained. Now, I know some of us, some of us are lamenting the loss of Michael Kesselring. Great prospect. Could have seen him play a couple of games for the Oilers, but it wouldn't have happened in the next two years or so. A lot of us are sad to see Tyson Berry go. Tyson Berry, the power play merchant. Well, as we can see tonight, uh, power play still did pretty well without him. Uh, it's tough. Like, you, you love Tyson Berry in the community. He really popped off with the Oilers. A lot of points. Well liked in the room. But you gotta make room for new guys. And $4.5 million for Tyson Berry. Maybe not the most stalwart defender. He had to go. Jesse Pulley-Arvey, $3 million. Kind of tough. Had to let him go. But I think Ken Holland did a good job of that too. Lots of people were saying, you'd have to give a little sweetener for Pulley-Arvey to go. Maybe send him on waivers and a team will just take him. That $3 million cap hit, it's a tough one to swallow. But we got a guy prospect sure he's still in finland maybe he won't be signed this summer and we'll just let him go away but at least we got something out of it uh hater mcdater good to see you back when kane comes back the other should be unstoppable you're right i mean let's give credit where credit's due we have a pretty pretty chipped up lineup um obviously there's some guys that are not expected to play again ryan murray how many people still remember that he's technically on this team but winnipeg jets tonight they were also pretty diced up they've been on a, a pretty significant skid because of it it's no excuse both teams have key guys missing out of their lineups and the oilers they still came out on top of course, it's not a perfect performance. It seems like the Edmonton Oilers, they, they can't give shutouts to their goalies. No, no goalie is able to, to get a shutout this year. Uh, Stuart Skinner played well when he had to. Wasn't a lot of shots early on. You know, six shots in the entire first period, nine shots on the second period. He, he didn't get a lot of testing, but when he had to come up, he, ha he did. When, you know, when Hellebuck got tested, it it's hard to say. Hellebuck is still a legitimate, like, star goalie, right? Hellebuck is still this world-beater goalie. Well, it sure didn't seem like it when the Oilers shelled him for 24 shots in the first two periods combined, combining for a total of four goals and a couple of beautiful goals by Kyler Yamamoto. Something happened with Kyler Yamamoto when he got hit in the Toronto game with Justin Hall. I don't know if it's a confidence thing. He suddenly saw that, hey, even if I get into some sticky situations, a guy like Nuge, enforcer Ryan Nugent Hopkins, is going to come up and protect me. 
it's still nutty to think that this Kyler Yamamoto is the same one that's been playing this entire season on and off with injury. He potted two beautiful goals tonight. The first one, mm, just wonderful hands. How many times have we seen Yamamoto try and feed that around a goalie just to go wide of the net? The second time, a loose puck that just kind of popped out on a really weird shore cost in Kulak push. I don't know why our defensemen are up there, but it worked. Yamamoto came in, slapped that puck right into the net. And you can see that on a night when there were some records that might have been broken, some NHL six multi-point game goals, Connor McDavid doesn't care. Connor McDavid wants to win games. And if he gets a goal, great. If he gets two goals, great. If he gets no goals tonight and we still get the win, that's all he really cares for. Later on in the game, you could see when Ryan Nugent Hopkins had two goals, Kyler Yamamoto had two goals. Connor wasn't shooting the puck. He was going to see if he could feed a pass through. And Leon Dreisaitl had two goals too. We had three hat trick watches. Nothing going, unfortunately, but hey, them's the breaks. Starting off early, I mean, uh, this power play is still lethal. Bouchard was fantastic. Leon Dreisaitl made it, made it count so early into the game. Um, on that first power play, Bouchard was able to hold the zone, something that Tyson Berry did pretty well. Maybe when you have a young guy that's able to watch a veteran D-man do his thing, you can learn a thing or two. Hyman, of course, was causing chaos in front. Nugent Hopkins this season seems like he has eyes on the back of his head. Found Dreisaitl with a nifty little dish. And bing, bang, boom. He puts it right in. Uh, looks like we have a couple of chatters. Dylan, good to see you. It was good to see you on the afternoon stream. Uh, you're right. The boys played with some fire tonight. I would have liked to see them play the whole game with that same intensity. They did let up in the third period. In terms of, you know, effort, the Jets were absolutely smothered in the first two periods, but they gave them life in the third. And if you're going to be playing, you know, playoff quality hockey, you can't let guys claw into it. You can't let teams slowly get their confidence back. It's 6-3. You're right. You know, in the end, it... It's a large margin, but you you don't want to put yourselves into this three-goal margin. Suddenly, maybe they chip another one in. It's two goals. It gives them back that confidence. Maybe the Oilers still remember big save Dave. Dave Riddick, who came in in relief of Connor Hellebuck in the third period. They wanted to get the game back to like a 6-4 so that Riddick can hold the L. I don't know. Either way, Riddick was abhorrent. None of the goaltenders tonight had over 900 save percentages. It, it wasn't a pretty affair by the end of it. And you can see, even the players started to get a little pissed off at the end of it. Uh, guys were taking penalties when they didn't have to. I mean, Dylan, Stanley, the, the one dude that has an incredibly long last name that I cannot remember my minor linemen something like that they were chipping away i mean winnipeg tried to get themselves back into this game and the oilers they tried to push back a little bit physically but they were disciplined enough to not take too many penalties i love seeing shore jump in 
it was a dirty behind the behind the back sort of hit right into the numbers sent Derek Ryan into the boards uh messy stuff you don't want players to get hurt in the end but I was I was happy to see Devin Shore you know he wasn't gonna throw punches but he walked up there and gripped a guy you know like hey you're not you're not gonna mess up my teammate like that just to give him a little shake take him out of the game bring those heated elements down a little bit um <laughs> funny stat from mgd only costin and cc tonight didn't have any time on ice on the power play give it you know what we we give the refs a lot of shit and they were very generous tonight with the oilers power play ended up going two for nine but a lot of those were kind of halfy halfy they didn't really try hard in the latter half of the game. Um, even in the first little bit, there were a couple of matchup penalties, some four-on-four hockey for a little bit. So in the end, not full-on power play time. Um, why is Kyle's bringing up Matthews wanting an 8 by $15 million contract? <laughs> Look, we had a little discussion with Lauren from Game Over Toronto earlier today. There is the time to go for it. Edmonton, it's time to go for it. Toronto, it's time to go for it. If you see if you see Toronto having to re-sign guys, I mean, Nylander's up, I think, for an extension this summer. Uh, Matthews, obviously, that's another thing they have to get done. They're going to want to get paid. And it's going to be the same thing here with Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid. Dreisaitl has an $8 million contract right now. You know, give, give Chirelli his, his applaud, his, his applause, right? Chirelli signed that 8 by 8 contract for Dreisaitl, and it, it looks amazing right now. You know, prior to, I guess, other than Nathan McKinnon in his old deal, that was one, that's one of the best value contracts um hater mediator stewart soup tomorrow well stewart skinner played great tonight i still think stewart skinner is the number one goalie but it's a back-to-back it's gotta be soup tomorrow i don't know who's starting for the winnipeg jets tomorrow honestly riddick played horribly they rested hellebuck for an extra period that third period i'm hoping that it's going to be hellebuck and soup because Let's be honest, Soup needs to get going here. It's so tight right now. The the standings, Seattle won tonight. So we're tied at 76 points again. Edmonton sitting in that wild card one spot. But you still got to get Soup running. You can't play Stu every single game from here on till the playoffs and then expect Stu to be the number one goaltender for 16 games or more in the playoffs, right? Stu played pretty well. All the goals were pretty much high danger chances. You're right. Tyler, that's Tyler Thoreau. I think that's a new name. Thank you so much for coming into the chat. Uh, I'm hosting on solo today. Usually we got a couple of co-hosts. Avery's on, Zach is on, but they are at the game tonight. So thank you very much for coming in. Um, yeah, they, they just gave up a lot of bad chances late into the game. Um, Johnson Fialbi. <laughs> whoever that person was uh he got a great golden opportunity off a puck that just bounced around Stuart skinner had nothing on it to be honest 
I wouldn't really give make that a fault for Stuart Skinner tonight. Um, second one was off a off a power play, I believe. Shifley just scored off a very lazy Vincent DeHarnay clear. I mean, you got to give them credit. Winnipeg is a team that's also in the wildcard race. They are good. If you give them chances, if you make enough mistakes, they will come back and potentially win a game. Third one, you know, Yamamoto just kind of glided in. I think that's the only time when I had anything negative to say about Yamamoto tonight. Uh, Yamamoto did great ever since that hit. Like I said, he's been playing like a madman. He's got that dog in him, much like the first year that he was here in Edmonton. But on that one, I get it. It's a 6-2 game. Try to glide in, be a little bit lazy. It's just about playing to the whistle now. You know, we've had two games after the major trade of Ekholm to Edmonton. The defense core is doing much better. The Oilers, as long as they play to the whistle, keep going until it's time to stop they're going to win games. This is a very, very dangerous team. Um, Wise Cal, thank you very much for checking that for me. Nylander is a UFA this summer. Um, yeah, I don't want to think about a dry sidle extension. Hopefully we win a cup by then. Maybe they just decide to do a Crosby Malkin sort of deal. Um, Nurse is already signed to eight years. So if they decide to stick around, that's great. If we win a cup and they decide to play their entire careers here in Edmonton, fantastic. We can have them here. We don't even have to try and compete for cups again. Uh, as long as we get the one, maybe two if we're a little greedy, that'd be fantastic. Uh, Mickinator, my dream of uh, EK, so uh, Eric Carlson and PK, Patrick Kane, never happened it was going to be a tough one either way. If you're bringing in Eric Carlson at his contract numbers, it's going to be hard to get retention. Patrick Kane, as soon as the Rangers were still open, his heart wasn't in Edmonton. And you know that he wouldn't re-sign here in the summer. Circling back to EK65, Eric Carlson might be a summer acquisition still there is still rumblings that we might circle back to carlson and i don't know what we'd have to give up in that trade if eric carlson starts dropping off again do you really want to entertain that again it's it's a tough call to make right now the oilers defense looks pretty damn good Bouchard is your power play merchant. He's paired with a really responsible guy in Ekholm. Ekholm is able to play those big physical minutes. Hopefully his mentoring of fellow Swede Philip Broberg accelerates his development. I mean, he played well tonight. He let in, you know, he had a couple of shifts where he didn't do fantastic. Also got belted in the face right before the game ended. Played under 10 minutes of ice time, but Philip Broberg is still on this team after we have updated this roster. Um, Nurse, CC, now that they're playing less minutes, CC looks fine. Darnell Nurse was able to be physical tonight. He was able to jump in on a couple of plays. I have no problems with them anymore. Kulak losing his partner in Barry doesn't seem like it's an issue. Vincent DeHarnay, big, big man. I, I don't mind this defensive core as it is. If you bring in a Carlson, that is fantastic. But 
at that same time, you're paying a lot for a guy who's aging and you maybe don't necessarily need. Um, it's amazing to have him on the team with McDavid and Dreisaitl. That'd be a fantastic acquisition in terms of marketing and star power. But even if you don't get him, that's fine for me. Um, by the way, says Mickinator, is Ekholm known as a puck-moving defenseman? Ekholm is a little bit of a jack-of-all-trades. He's a big guy, so he fits that physical grinding role. He's able to be a stay-at-home defenseman, you know, block a lot of shots. But at the same time, he makes some good outlet passes. Uh, last game against Toronto, he made a fantastic pass from his own zone over to Drysdale, about like a hundred feet out, and that led to a fantastic scoring chance, which unfortunately Yamamoto couldn't bury. But yeah, he is no slouch when it comes to moving the puck. The only knock on him is maybe his foot speed will start declining. He is 32 years old. By the time the playoffs roll around, I think he becomes 33. We'll have to see. This at least gives the Oilers a couple years of a solid defenseman. And even if the foot speed starts lacking, last year the Oilers got pretty far with a very, very old and very, very slow Duncan Keith. Ekholm? Even if he starts slowing down, I don't think he'll reach that pace quite yet. He's still got a couple of good, good years on him. Um, MGD, uh, hope the cap climbs by three or four million. But I think the network in the U.S. Yes, uh, Bally Sports in the U.S. who broadcasts a lot of regional games. They are going bankrupt tonight, this year. So the cap which was speculated to go through a huge increase after some pretty dicey covid years that might not happen anymore if the cap doesn't go as high as you want you know maybe you end up having to bridge and evan bouchard you know a lot of people wanted a long extension something along the the lines of like an oscar cleft bomb a seven eight year extension for bouchard that might be tough when you don't have a lot of cap room coming up. The Oilers, as of this day, are $0 to the cap. And they have a 22... Yeah, they, I think they have a 22-skater roster right now. So you can't carry a... You can't, you can't really make much more room, you know? If you want... If you want slots for a spare defenseman, if you want slots for a spare forward, you're going to be pretty tight to the cap even in this offseason. Um, DXD, lots of Ds and three. Uh, I just joined the stream. Can you give me a summary of Bukestad? Bukestad didn't play tonight. Uh, it looks like he's already in Edmonton. He did a little interview during the second intermission with Gene Principe. So it looks like he should be joining the team on the trip tomorrow to Winnipeg. I assume that since he's here, he has no visa issues. Nothing's really going on. He probably gets to play tomorrow. Um, coming from Arizona, Bukestad was uh, a project player. You know, he signed one year in Arizona at like 950000 or something. Yeah, some, some 950000 Very, very low. Um, but that got retained as well. He's been having a pretty good season. He's recovered pretty well um 
he's very versatile uh, he played a lot of center in arizona i think on this team he's probably going to be a ring a winger um but he has that versatility he's a right shot guy he can be the right wing that replaces yesi puliarvi he can win you a couple of face-offs if he's he's on the ice you know if you need a guy who's a right shot he can do that and he's not being asked to be a world beater on this team right as long as you don't get hemmed in as long as you don't bleed goals on the oilers fourth third or fourth line you are fine the oilers are also playing Connor mcdavid leon dreisaitl ryan Eugene hopkins a lot so with the 11 and 7 nick bukestad he might be playing with some real quality players who can back check who can take away chances so he should be fine i think uh it's a great pickup at a great price and nick bukestad is just a reliable guy he wants to he wants to play here as well like during the intermission he was talking to gene principe about the fact that he came here when he was like seven years old or something like that playing in the brick hockey invitational in west edmonton mall he talked about eating mcdonald's <laughs> for every meal of the day and he just loved it so i'm i'm glad to have him on the team it looks like a good character guy a uh, little tidbit from his florida days his nickname is apparently rotisserie chicken because <laughs> he one time skipped dinner with his teammates because he was too hungry so he decided to buy a rotisserie chicken i love it we already got nuggy on this team we already got yams on this team bring in rotisserie chicken we got the full menu on um yes nick bukestad is american thank you so much he is from minnesota um fantastic it was a great pickup and yeah hater mcdater nuge let's shift let's talk about nuggy huge night for nuggy tonight uh four point night if i'm not mistaken two goals to assist yeah you can see this guy do it all he he fights like last game he can assist he's deadly on the power play and he can commit five on five he's he's a fantastic player and you can see Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He is just an all-rounder. He's able to go back and back check, break up plays. Earlier on, um, I think during the second period, Ekholm had a time when he was pinching. He got cut off. Nugent Hopkins, great recognition, starts skating hard to try and break up a two-on-one on a back check. A little bit of a, a boost from Ekholm as Ekholm stuck his stick into his back, shoved him forward, giving him a little Mario Kart speed boost. Amazing stuff. Ekholm, yes, he got caught off guard, but at the same time, the IQ to boost Nugent Hopkins amazing play nugent hopkins himself skating that hard breaking up a chance amazing by nugent hopkins you're right this guy we kept him forever he's our number one draft pick in what like 2010 or something like that the guy doesn't age he's 30 years old and he looks like he he looks the same as when he was 18 he is amazing plus he took a team friendly deal to stay as an oiler for the rest of his life once this guy retires if he's willing to stay in Edmonton, put him on the team. Like we see Duncan Keith as a player coach or something in the development sphere on this team. Nugent Hopkins is Mr. Euler. He's going to be Mr. Euler in the future. He's going to have the most games played as an Euler. 
this guy, we're just going to keep him forever. Put him in management. Do whatever you need. Make him the GM. I don't know. If he wins a cup, two, three, this guy deserves it all. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is amazing. Uh, MGD will miss the Cassian chops in the playoff. You know what? Great story about Cassian. Cassian in Arizona was a cap dump earlier in the summer. Obviously, he was teammates with Bjorkstrand. Um, yeah, Bukestrand, sorry. Uh, Bukestrand, I can't talk, Bukestad. Bukestad asked Cassian, hey, I'm going to the Edmonton Oilers. Can you tell me about it? Cassian gave a glowing review of Edmonton Oilers fans, how nutty we are in the playoffs, how loud the building is, and now Bukestad's going to be loving it. As soon as he gets into this into this team starts playing some games we're going to show him the fantastic oilers welcome that we can i hope he has a fantastic time here i hope he decides to re-sign here um ekholm has already stated that he's going to stay in edmonton throughout the summer i hope bukestad says hey you know what minnesota i don't i don't need to go back i'll stay in edmonton this is my home let's move my family here I hope that's the final result. We get a guy that re-signs much like a Kulak, maybe at a team-friendly deal. Um, this team is just completely gelling together. And it doesn't matter that we lost a couple character guys. It's fine. New guys come in. They've stated how welcoming the locker room is, how welcoming the team atmosphere is, loving the passion of the fans. That's all we need. If the Oilers are able to hold guys and become a destination for new free agents to sign. It's a dream come true. I've lived in Edmonton all my life. I've watched Edmonton Oilers hockey all my life. Edmonton's never been a destination where people want to come to. They're either drafted here and decide to stay here, or they're from Alberta or some other northern cold place like Sweden, and they don't mind the temperature. They don't mind having a little bit of a quiet life unless they get noticed in public. Um, the narrative that players don't want to do play here can die, says Dylan Sparks. Yes, exactly. I'm so, so happy. Uh, the Oilers are obviously winning. MGD, you're right. That helps things along. Can you imagine if they win a Stanley Cup? Let's be honest. Like Chicago is not a great place to live either. Pittsburgh's not a great place to live. They got winner too. But if you win Stanley Cups... Players are going to want to go there. If you still have your strong core, players are going to be willing to take a little bit of haircut on their salary in order to stay. A um, couple of other things to, to note on this game before we wrap up for the night. The dry line. So that would be dry sidle. Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. They got connected again tonight. Obviously, when Yamamoto was first brought into the league, that line was on fire tons of chemistry kind of broke off in the second year we don't really know why um Tippett, when he was still the coach wouldn't put them out together fans were a little irate about that when they did get together they didn't really seem to gel and they didn't earlier this year either until last game again Something clicked in Yamamoto, and suddenly the dry line is amazing. Uh, 
there's just something with this team as well where they can roll all their guys you can see the edmonton oilers lineup obviously they play 11 and 7 so there's a lot of fluidity between wingers centers are becoming wingers sometimes you have multiple guys out there that just don't get a lot of ice time together normally like Connor mcdavid and Derek ryan but they're able to make it work devin shore tonight he looked pretty damn good uh he played he played 10 minutes he looked fine devin shore was driving the net i mean matthias yanmark still doesn't have the hands cost in his shooting percentage has come down a little bit he's uh, not shoot he's not scoring at the pace that he was but again as long as you're not getting hemmed in as long as you're not getting absolutely flooded when you're on the ice You've done your job as a third and fourth liner on the Edmonton Oilers. MGD, thank you so much. Yeah, 50 people watching, 20 likes. Give me a little prop here. I'm doing this all on my own. (laughs) Um, Who gets scratched once Kane comes back? Derek Ryan, Bukestad, Yanmark. Obviously, I think Shore is going to have to go down. (laughs) A lot of guys are going to have to go on the waiver wire kane's cap hit it, it's not easy to to fit in it's like a four or five so some guys are gonna have to go to bakersfield i personally don't think yanmark is contributing that much i would take him out of the lineup devon shore has already been down to bakersfield he can make the trip again no one will claim him and lastly i think you know what as much as it pains me you might have to take out noted goal scorer Derek ryan because you're not going to get rid of Bukestad. You brought in Bukestad for this playoff push. You're not getting rid of him. It would be the same thing as, as what we did last year with Derek Broussard. My opinion is that last year we were lacking in goaltending and defense versus the Avs. This year, I don't think the story would be the same. We are taking good steps toward towards winning the cup d triple x d yeah you know that's that's been the narrative the oilers know how to score we just don't know how to defend goaltending if we can get if we can get soup to be on the same level as Stuart skinner or at least just average i think uh save percentage in the nhl this year is 905 if we can get a 905 out of him the oilers will outscore their problems no problem um i wonder if it'd be shore and yanmark with kane and bukestad yeah i i think uh shore and yanmark will probably be the ones that are going down great job uh thank you so much mickinator i love it love it love it uh 93 is going to go into the rafters a hundred percent i think at least he's going to get the Ryan Smith treatment if he doesn't win a cup. I'm hoping we win a couple of cups so that this entire first line can go up there. Uh, throw Bouchard up there. Throw, you know, throw Drysaddle up there. Throw, I don't know, Dylan Holloway. If he starts potting in a bunch of goals in year two, year three, throw him into the rafters. If we're able to make two or three cups in five or six attempts, that's that's rafter worthy honestly uh we can keep nuge forever i will be happy no matter what role he has after retirement yeah he could be the uh oiler that's that's um in charge of raising racehorses maybe oeg will start doing racehorses down the line he seems like he loves it in bc when he's uh with his horses whatever role it is nuge is an oiler for life he's 
definitely going to be part of this core until he decides to retire. No one's going to pull like a like a Jonathan Quick in LA. It's going to be fantastic. MGD, I finally got my game over coffee cups and stickers for Edmonton. Looks great. You know what? These are fantastic cups, fantastic stickers I have on the wall in front of me. And if you got it, if you got the cash, game over hoodies. It's a champion hoodie, my favorite hoodie. You, you guys have seen me wear a gray hoodie multiple times on this stream. Fantastic merch, highly recommended. Thank you so much for supporting the stream. And thank you so much for watching the stream tonight, guys. We are going a little bit longer already. 49 watching live, 24 likes. Love it if we can get a little bit higher on there. Let's set a like goal. We haven't set a like goal tonight. Um, let's go for a solid 40. You know what? Let's do a solid 40. Kane against the cap. Yeah, Kane's against the cap right now. He's at 5.125. Thank you so much. Yeah, Kane is going to be a tough one. We're going to have to send a couple of guys. Shore was already put on waivers. You're right, MGD. So we can just pop them back down there again. Um, if we decide not to have seven defensemen, which I think is the wrong choice, we should definitely keep the 11 and 7 going at all times. But DeHarnay is technically someone who is waiver exempt. So you could send him down. Wait, no, is. Is Deharney exempt? No, no, he's old. I don't think you can send him down. You could send down Broberg. I think Broberg's playing well enough. You don't have to send him down. The one consideration is if you wanted him to get a lot of experience, Broberg could go down to the Bakersfield Condors, play in their postseason for a little bit, um, at least wrap out their season going 20-something minutes. That might be something that, that's worth a look through. But honestly... If if I'm the if I'm the coach here and if I'm the GM, I'm saying, you know what? Ekholm was brought in to mentor Broberg. Let's keep Broberg up here. Maybe we don't play him a lot. Maybe we keep him at like eight to ten minutes ice time. That's fine. Oh, Travis, thank you so much for correcting. Yes, Kane is still on the record. He is not on LTIR, so we are cap compliant. Everything is fine. We have we can have a full healthy roster and we're good to go. No one has to go on waivers. Thank you, Wise Kyle. Yes, I forgot he got taken off of LTIR, re-injured. He is fine. There is no need. Kenny Holland Masterclass. He absolutely calculated everything to the cap. Look at this man. Look at this beautiful man. Last week, we would have said that, you know what? If he didn't make a move, we got to fire the GM. And suddenly, oil country is perfect. No more revisions needed. Um, yeah, Broberg is exempt. Thank you very much, MGD. It, it is an amazing thing that this Oilers team is able to fix their defense with just one addition. Nick Bukestad, again, he's a reliable def defensive sort of two-way player as well, so I don't think he would be an issue if you inject him into the lineup. This team is perfect now. If we can get our goaltending better. If we can fix Soup's record, that's the last thing that we need to do. But even if we can't, you know what? Stuart Skinner has proven that he's able to live up to the workload. He had a huge workload when he was with the Bakersfield Condors going through their playoff pushes. NHL is a different beast, but barring any sort of injury in the playoffs and my, my 06 cup run brain 
starts firing the neurons start activating when i talk about a goalie getting injured in the pro postseason barring anything like that we are absolutely fine we can rely on Stuart skinner as our number one goaltender and if soup if if jack campbell is able to fix his game that's fantastic too i've been going 40 minutes my throat is a little bit dry so i'm gonna call it here guys thank you so much for watching It looks like uh, Kane is day-to-day. -day. Yeah, there, there's going to be a, a little bit of buzz here. It sounds like Evander Kane will travel with the team, so it seems like it should be a pretty quick recovery. Nick Bugstad should play tomorrow. And speaking of tomorrow, it is a 5 p.m. Mountain Time puck drop against the Jets again, this time in Winnipeg. Avery will have the post-game show. That's it for me tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Love you guys. If you haven't had time to check it out yet, check out Game Over Trade Deadline. We put a lot of work into it. A lot of hours went into it. It's a, v a perfect production in my mind. No technical issues whatsoever because we had the expert Rob, producer Rob, managing the show. Definitely worth a watch tonight. It's a little bit long. If you want to watch it spaced out over the weekend, I don't mind. If you want to skip to just the Edmonton segments, I don't mind that either. There is a Leaf segment, so maybe you want to skip over that one. But thank you so much for a fantastic night. My name is Dennis. You can follow me on Twitter at Dennis Lee Y-E-G. Avery will have the call tomorrow. Follow him at Avery on Twitter. He will have that link for you for tomorrow night's game over. And follow our third host at ZWheel. W-E-H-E-E-L 97. Zach, Avery, and I are so thankful to have you guys with us every night. Thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. And until next time, play La Bamba, baby! Good night! Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.